This episode of Everything at Once is hosted and paid for by Best Buy. My name is Austin White, and joining me tonight is Maggie, Anna, and Colby. This is Everything at Once. You're listening to Everything at Once, and today is a very special episode, courtesy of Best Buy, who has just fully reopened their retail stores cross-country, but they still continue to offer free curbside pickup and delivery to your door. Today, we're bringing you a bunch of news about the tech and entertainment industry, and I'm here again with Anna, Colby, and Maggie. But first, before we do all that, a word from our sponsors. A conference room. A classroom. A romantic cafe. You made your house a home. We're here to help you make it everything else. At your home or at our curb, delivery and pickup are fast, free, and safe. Best Buy's commitment to helping you hasn't changed, even if everything else has. Okay, so let's just jump right into this. Uh, The first thing that I wanted to talk about is... So first off, who here has ever watched the show Live PD? I feel like I've seen it maybe once. I have. I've seen it in your room. Okay, so Anna, Colby, and I watched that show practically religiously last uh, last semester. Because um, it's just entertaining. It's like it's like cops, but on steroids. Like if, For those of you that don't know, I mean, obviously you, you three know, but for anyone that doesn't know the premise of Live PD, it's like cops but it's live streamed and it's on for like four hours a night on like Friday and Saturday. Well, at least it was before A&E dropped it, Um, which was interesting because uh, I think it was, it was June 10th. You know, obviously that's around the middle of like the real bulk of the protests in the wake of the death of George Floyd and the resurgence of the black lives matter movement and all that. So A&E actually decided to cancel Live PD permanently. Now, it came to kind of bite them in the ass because the thing is, uh, A&E has lost 49% of its viewers since dropping Live PD, which means 49% of its viewers were there just to see that show. And the fact that they dropped it just because it was about police in a time where you know apparently all policemen are bad i it's just i don't know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like cancel culture on steroids um what do you guys what do you guys think about that it's crazy i mean i understand putting it on a hiatus mm-hmm. <clears throat> because i mean like given like the current like uh like social social situation going on like i I can understand why they wouldn't want to like show that show right now right uh but like canceling it altogether like that is at least a little bit bizarre to me yeah so i also think it's kind of important to show some form of like like it's not that police change anything really for the show it's not that they're like glamorizing it or like doing anything different than they usually would because it's like they're actually like cops on their job and i feel like it's kind of important to show that especially considering like that they wouldn't edit out like what would happen i mean i'm sure they would edit out if there was like something really violent or something really like yeah it's on a slight Mm -hmm. delay so they can do that if anything happens but yeah but what i'm saying is like i think it's pretty important that people see like what it's like to be a cop 
to sort of like like you can't just say something like just be mentally sound like i don't know i think it's really important that people are aware of like what it's like to be on the job and know like what police actually have to handle like the yeah, wide variety of situations mm-hmm. yeah and it was it was interesting too because um a lot of their main corresponders and the actual police officers themselves were black americans um both male and female um, oh yeah, that's another one. So it was kind of interesting that it was in the wake of that whole thing. Um, so literally, the show was put on hiatus on June 10th. Immediately the next day, when it was supposed to air, June 11th, that whole week from June 11th to July, no, not the whole week, the whole month from June 11th to July 11th, um, A&E viewership was down 49% from that time last year. Um, and it was down 53% just overnight. Um, and apparently a, a week after the show was pulled, A&E was like, okay, this hiatus is not a hiatus anymore. It's permanent, which sucks because I loved watching that show and people are probably going to say like, oh, you, you only loved watching it because you're white, but you know, whatever. That's, that's not what it's about. You don't have to pull race into everything, but that's besides the point. Um, I think it's just kind of sad that such a, a powerful show in the sense that it is showing realism in in what police officers go through and also the fact that it was the number four number three or four rate highest rated show on basic cable for the past three years um so it wasn't just like a niche show that pe- that certain people watched it was it was a big deal and it's just a shame that such a situation has to you know, spawn that cancel culture in a time where it's not even up to he said, she said, you know, a lot of this whole cancel culture thing. It's like, oh, there's allegations. What if they're true? In this term, it's it's literally they canceled the show because it shows police officers. And right now, police officers are bad. And I think that's just, you know, to put it frankly, I think it's just complete bullshit. I think it's just too soon for them to make a permanent decision on the matter. Because, like... Mm -hmm. There are police departments that are being dismantled or whatever. Right. Um, but I don't know if this that'll be like a long-term thing. What I envision for the future is that the role of police officer will change a lot more. Like, they won't oh, handle sure. everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, like, they can accurately predict the future and be like, the police are done. Like, yeah, the police are completely done. Like, that's I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, of course, we're going to need not. people... We need people to like handle the ugly and like who else is going to be able to do that besides some form of like a police. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like if you're going to take out live PD, you should also remove just any general cop show on the TV. Like oh, I understand yeah. that live PD mm-hmm. is live and it's like real police officers I'm assuming I haven't really watched a whole lot yeah, so I don't really know a lot about it but like what about I don't know Criminal Minds and all those other shows like Law and Order because yeah. like I feel like if you're just discriminating against one then you should discriminate against all yeah absolutely not necessarily discriminating but yeah, I, I get what you mean I don't yeah. know the proper it's, word for that um, it's crazy just, that yeah it's just crazy that they're doing this because it's real police officers on the line of duty and, and I think in general, any a lot of shows show things that if it was real, people would have a big issue with. Right. But like, 
since it's like a movie or it's fake, it's like okay because it's part of the story. Um, yep. If that makes sense, so I feel like getting rid of live PD uh, doesn't really make sense to me because even though it is real life, we see the same things in movies and we have no problem with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did live PD ever have like a controversy behind it at all? Um, Just curious. There, the only controversy, the only controversy that I was aware of that it ever had was that people were worried about the editing style. And people were worried when the show first came out that it had the potential to be really bad. Like, God forbid, you know, they end up showing like a shootout or someone dying on live TV. Um, mm -hmm. But that was obviously silenced pretty quickly when A&E came out and they talked about the process and how just like when you're uh, on the news um, and are doing news interviews, everything's on like a five second delay and there's people watching it like a hawk. So as soon as something happens, they'll cut that feed like a hundred percent they'll cut that feed um and because it's on a five second delay no one's gonna see that um but that was the only thing only concern that i've ever seen mm, i was gonna say it seems like a very well thought out well planned well executed show mm -hmm. yeah absolutely they, they had so and, many people involved in that show and I, I really do think that something like live pd is honestly something that we should probably be doing for like a lot of cops because i feel like you know like how like the bit like the big issue with police brutality right is, is that a lot of these cops no, uh like yeah exactly like like they do this stuff because like they know that they can get away with it but if you have them you know like being broadcasted live you know like the cops like they they know that like anything that they do like any brutality that they do that's going to be seen by millions right. like they, they they don't have a way to like get I mean, away with that body, so cams, I... body cams have already been proven to work in that sense but mm -hmm. having things actually live on tv like that absolutely yeah um, yeah because well, always... i mean like cops are known to like turn off body cams or like right or like like lose footage like, quote lose footage right mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was so I think that, the intention yeah. behind live PD was not necessarily because of police, police brutality and holding people accountable, but to actually be transparent in terms of, you know, police brutality, it, it's a big thing right now, but it, it's not new. It's not a new idea. And live PD was that transparency that people have been calling for from police officers for ages now. And just the fact that A&E felt so pressured from so many people to cancel it and these were people that probably weren't even watching it in the first place it's just it's it's sad to see something mm -hmm. you know so many people lost their jobs from that I mean that show literally had I think it was like 347 348 yeah 347 uh, people who actually worked on the show each week um, and that wasn't even in, that wasn't even including cops. Obviously, they're not out of a job, and if they are, it's for a different reason. But 347 people just working in that command center, working at the TV, uh, the station, dedicated just to that show, who are now basically screwed because A and E decided that cops um, aren't worth defending to the general public, and that they're just gonna let it go. I feel so bad for the filming crew because I feel like yeah. plenty of them thought that was their dream job. Oh, absolutely. Especially oh with, God, like, the yeah. action. Mm -hmm. That's... I just feel like that's heartbreaking. Yeah, definitely. Or, like, anybody that was, like, just put on the team and they're, like, so excited about it or... Yeah, I don't when, know, when like... Cops was canceled. When Cops was canceled, people were really upset about it. 
Um, and a lot of it was because, you know, obviously it was entertaining, but also people were like, this was that sense of transparency that people liked and wanted to see. Um, but now, Definitely. now that the whole all cops are bastards thing is going around, it's, it's even, it's even worse. And now they're like, people are kind of ignoring that sense of transparency just because it has police. But either way, um, that kind of segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was a different TV station from A&E. Who, so have any of you ever watched back in the day, I want to say early 2000s to probably about 2010, I think was probably when it was canceled. Um, maybe a little bit later, maybe mid 2010. Um, have you watched the, the channel G4? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, I've heard of it. So G4 was one of my favorite channels to watch when I was coming home from, uh, from school at the end of the day. Um, G4 was a entire cable channel dedicated to gaming and tech. Um, it had shows like Attack of the Show. It had uh, X-Play, where the, you have actual daily news on, on gaming thing. And this was really, you know, before daily news started being a thing from, you know, Twitter and, and YouTube, people could get that on cable. Um, it was where they would stream the, the game awards. They would have um, all the E3 coverage, all that stuff. It was kind of like a TV station that was like a combination of IGN and GameSpot all put together. And then they also had a bunch of like um, game shows like uh, that. This is where they showed Ninja Warrior before it came to American Ninja Warrior. They showed like the actual uh, Japanese version. Um, and then they also showed the, what was it called? It was a Quiet Library, something like that, whatever that game show was called. Also a Japanese thing that came to America. Either way. It was canceled in like 2010, and a lot of people were upset because there were there were shows like dedicated to, to gaming news and um, speed runs. There was live esports. There was all sorts of stuff, um, and it, it just disappeared. Nobody really knew why it was just disappeared. But today, uh, they posted on their Twitter account uh, a little bit of a, a video that says we never stopped playing, and it just showed a bunch of highlights from all the G4 TV uh, shows from the past. And since then, people have been putting forth their own theories and questions about G4 coming back, you know, whether it's going to come back as a network TV station again, or, you know, the fact that network TV is kind of dying, it might be an online only channel, or maybe some sort of hybrid like you have with like Hulu today, um, and how it will stack up against other networks that are already planning their own block of gaming content. I and mean, you have TBS who has the full rights to Overwatch League, stuff like that. Um, and it would suck to see G4 kind of in the background considering they really built everything from the ground up before video games was a mainstream kind of thing like it is today. Um, and we don't have any answers to that right now, but I, I think it was really cool because a lot of people have been wanting that type of mainstream programming on primetime television. Um, so I just thought that was that was something pretty neat. And I look forward to, to G4's revival because gaming is cool. And if anyone tells you that gaming isn't cool, that's probably because they're bad at video games like Maggie. Have you ever wanted to grind out some AAA titles while stuck at home during quarantine? Is your little MacBook not doing it for your music production? Well, maybe you're a film enthusiast ready to release your debut project. With over 20 industry awards, Origin built award-winning custom PCs for gamers, enthusiasts, and professionals alike. Whether you want the most realistic and immersive gaming experience, or just need that ultra-fast workstation performance, every Origin PC is up to the task. 
Each Origin PC is hand-built on request, only using superior components paired with award-winning integration to support the most demanding PC usage. With 24-7 lifetime support and expansive financing options at 0% APR up to 36 months, Origin is the best of the best when it comes to building custom desktop computers. For the rest of the month, if you use the link below to let Origin know we sent you, your PC purchase will come with a $100 Visa gift card, an additional $100 off your purchase, free US shipping, a free copy of Red Dead Redemption 2, Resident Evil 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and a few more games that you're going to have to find out for yourself. Make sure to visit the link below to claim your offer. It is valid until August 25th. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about was the upcoming release of the PS5 and specifically along with it, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, a few questions, all right? So, so Insomniac has already said that Miles Morales is not Spider-Man 2. It, they are also working on Marvel's Spider-Man 2 to release on the PS5, but Miles Morales is its own standalone game. Now, here's my question for you. Do you guys think, you know, certain leaks have said that Miles Morales was supposed to be either DLC for the first game or in addition to the second game. That's what Insomniac was talking about. There are some people that are suggesting that Insomniac decided to release it as a standalone game and announce it early simply because of the fact that it has... Its predominant main character is a black teenager. What do you guys think about that? Is that is that is that? I mean, obviously, I mean, there's I no way for us to know. But... No, there's no way for us to know. But is that just people trying to fish for things, or do you think that that might actually be possible? I mean, it's plausible, but I I, I really do think that that might just be people trying to fish, because I mean, like, it, it's one thing to like make like a dlc or like a um or, or like an additional character for a second game but this is like a standalone game right you now i mean granted it is going to reuse assets but um I, I i still think that like given like such short notice i don't know if they would have been able to like you know like transfer all the content like rebuild yeah. the game i was gonna say like if video games are easier to make possibly but they're not yeah. that easy to make you know i don't think that they would do that for like a political message even yeah so so miles morales is uh in this game played by naji jeter um who's absolutely fantastic in everything he does uh, i'm sorry i just like his name wow okay <laughs> um, so, as anyone would expect, he, he's super excited about, you know, getting to be in this role. And it's also something to be said for, you know, nowadays, when you're in a video game, it's it's kind of like you're acting in a film. Um, especially with the amount of motion capture that goes into most AAA titles today. So, earlier today, he went on Twitter and he shared this really emotional message and all these images of behind the scenes of him in his motion capture suit and all sorts of things about the work that he's been doing for the game. Um, and he said, uh, I have it right here. He said, to become a character so impactful means the world to me. The story of Miles is what this generation and the next need. I just thank the heavens above for blessing me with the opportunity and responsibility to bring him to life. So obviously for him, 
there's something in this that is evidently about race and being a young black man uh, finding himself and becoming a symbol for, you know, in this example, New York City or really the entire country. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think it's there's something admirable in that in the sense that he obviously didn't make this about race but he thinks that that story is very important because something about it is race and it, it just goes to say like i think that this game i'm hoping you know at the, at the moment of of us recording this it's unclear you know what roles you know people like peter parker will play in the game and stuff like that but insomniac games has made it very very clear that this is a miles morales game and it's his story and that's pretty much all we know and i i'm, I'm excited for the fact that i think it is going to be that impactful story and important and you know maybe even work as a role model for young black gamers but without shoving it down your throat like that absolute garbage game that's coming out what was it called fucking volcano high is out it was called marvel spider-man miles morales (laughs) is in development for the ps5 and it's set to release worldwide sometime this holiday season if amazon leaks are are to be believed uh november 21st is what i'm hearing uh with the next gen playstation console either way we'll uh we'll check back in on that later the next thing that i wanted to talk about was um specifically about space i have a few things that i want to talk about about space space and the first thing is that uh I read an article earlier about scientists who have released photos of a solar system that is nearly identical to our own, which is kind of creepy because, well, for, first off, do you guys, do you guys believe in aliens? Not necessarily, what Hollywood, not necessarily what Hollywood says aliens yeah. are, but do you believe in aliens? 100%. Yeah, uh, I'm sure yeah. there's something out right. there. I, I feel don't like think you'd it's have possible. To be, you'd have to be like naive or just extremely arrogant to think that it's impossible for life to be somewhere else. And this kind of goes into that. So, so scientists have captured the first direct image of a solar system that practically mirrors our own. Um, it's kind of like a they they release like a family portrait basically of of everything in this solar system. You know, there's two giant exoplanets. There's a a young Cute. star as 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 young as a star can be, um, sun like like the sun, um, and it's only about 300 light years away. I say only that's really really far, but it's not that far outside of our own solar system. Um, so unfortunately, it was not NASA that found this. It was taken using uh, the uh, Southern European Observatories. Uh, telescope which get this this is what this is what the name of the telescope is european southern observatory's very large telescope that's what it's called (laughs) Um, iconic it's great it's great so they're hoping that this system that is mirroring ours but is still a lot younger they can actually observe it and it might help them to better understand how our solar system was formed and how it evolved um but another thing is that the the planets that right now are primarily made of gases like helium and hydrogen um they're much farther away from the the star there which is like tyc 899 whatever elon musk's baby name is practically and 
they're further That's away. Archangel. Yes, yes. They're they're further away than our gaseous giants, which is Jupiter and Saturn. And so there are theories that eventually they're going to get heavier and heavier and more dense and become something that is viable of hosting life like the Earth. Now, are we going to see life on these planets in our lifetime? Probably not. It's probably going to take at least a billion years. But the fact of the matter is that this is a solar system where life is possible. And I just think that that's super cool, but also super scary in the sense that it, it, it almost frightens me how much we're capable of as as a race in terms of figuring out things like it's great like it, you 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 go to a dog a dog isn't gonna understand the history of of it's this planet and the history of their species and how they evolved over time and the fact that we as humans are able to pretty much with to a 99 percent accuracy tell everyone where their ancestors were what they did the fact that they were hunter gatherers where they came where they migrated to is almost frightening in a very admirable way if that makes sense have you ever mm -hmm. thought about how there's a chance that earth wasn't the first like intelligence yeah like if there was another planet that was formed had life on it and then eventually died like, it's let's say it had a possible. lifespan of, like, a million years or whatever. There could be, like, a completely extinct people that were yeah. similar to humans in some way. I think that's so creepy Definitely. to think like about. Like the dinosaurs. Well, no, I don't mean, like, on our planet. I mean, like, a isn't whole it, different isn't solar system. It's fucking crazy that dinosaurs existed. I just want to say that. Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> isn't that <laughs> insane? <laughs> It's so this cool. Is, they're like this is unrelated. This is kind of unrelated, but also related I feel to like dinosaurs. Maggie says that every episode. This is kind well, of unrelated. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Go my ahead, my brain does weird connections. Actually, this is related though. So on dinosaurs, uh, you know how everyone has like plastic dinosaurs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, downstairs on the counter, there's these two large plastic dinosaurs. And every time I come downstairs, they're in like a different like formation. And it's either my dad or the house guest that changes them. And they're always like fighting each other. You have a house and guest? And recently, yeah. Interesting. House ghost. Recently, he's been adding like plastic army men to the fight. And like, it's just like every time I come down, there's always something different. Yeah. You're going to find out it's nobody doing it. I know. <laughs> I'm so scared. Maggie, haven't you ever seen Toy Story? Oh, no. They're alive. They're just oh, really God. bad at remembering who they were last. You know, the only, the, only, the only thing that makes me really sad is that humans and dinosaurs never existed at the same time. Um, that makes you sad? Dogs that makes me, die. That makes me sad because, like... There's no one of our ancestors that have seen a fucking dinosaur. A dinosaur also, dinosaur. I just want to say, you know, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Like, I love those movies, but dinosaurs were fucking tiny. Like, a mm -hmm. T Rex was about, like, I think it was like what six feet tall, something like that. Like, what? They, they were Wait, what? Let me see. No. There's definitely like, aren't oh, bronchiosaurus or something my like childhood. 15 feet, though? I knew that Velociraptors were like chicken sized. Okay, sorry, sorry. They're 12 feet tall. 12 feet tall. 
That's massive. That's massive. Okay. Yeah, that's so huge. That's 12... like two six foot people. That's right. like but two when you LeBron think about James. It, when you think about it, 12 feet tall from foot to head when they're standing upright, right? That's not, uh... that's not that big in the grand scheme of things. Like, Yeah, but like think about like bronchiosauruses or like ste uh, what are they called? Stegosauruses? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. those ones? Or weren't they like 15 feet tall? Um... A good question. All I yeah, know, like Brontosaurus. All I know is like, like a Triceratops was technically bigger compared to a human than a Tyrannosaurus, which is just weird to me. Like the average human, or like, okay, here's here's the thing. Um, Velociraptors, right? We all saw Jurassic Park. Velociraptors aren't even two feet tall. Yeah, they're tiny. <laughs> Velociraptors like are one point like... six feet tall. They, okay, they but come that's up to the average. Really scary. No. Yeah, but they come up to the average human's kneecap. They're not like on fucking Jurassic Park when they were about the same height as a human or anything like that. You know, it's just I don't know. It's whack. It's whack. Um, do you think that um, some dinosaurs like survived, like Michele Mimbe, or like Nessie, like like, like, like uh, Michele Mimbe? It's it's like this um, it, like it, it, it's it's this cryptid. Uh, it, it's like it's supposedly a, a uh, like a brontosaurus or a brachiosaurus mm -hmm. that is like living in like the heart of Africa, right? So it's bullshit. Is that what you're saying? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Of all, like, the supposed, like, living dinosaur cryptids, like, this is the one that has, like, that is, like, the most plausible to exist. We have a, we have a cryptid the area... in our lake, supposedly. Oh, yeah, champ. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, the reason that this one is, like, so, like, plausible, or, like, at least plausible, like, compared to the others, is that, uh, like, the loca like, the jungle where it's been, like, supposedly spotted has not been fully explored and there's a and like there are still like new species being discovered there so it is entirely possible that somewhere deep in there there's like a pygmy species of like uh like like brontosaurus living there obviously like not as big as like they used to be um but i mean like well here's why like, like, a, like a living relative here's why I don't think that's true, and that is because in modern times, um, you would think that things like lizards and, you know, bearded dragons are closely related to dinosaurs, but they're not. The closest related animal to dinosaurs that we have alive today are your average birds. So before we get into the next story, let's talk about the fact that now is a terrible time to go to the post office. In fact, you may not even be able to go to the post office depending on where you're currently living. Do you really want to drag packages over to your post office, wait in long lines, and brave the wilds of your major city right now? Probably not. I'm sure what you'd like to do instead is send all your mail from home. And this is why you should be using Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and skip all the lines and crowds of the post office. Plus, you can save some money with discounts you can't even get at your local post office. If that wasn't enough, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no UPS residential surcharges. 
Simply using your computer, you can print official U.S. postage 24-7 with the click of a button. You can schedule package pickups, drop it in a mailbox, or wait for your local mail carrier. Now, right now, our audience is going to get a special offer that includes a four-week free trial plus postage plus a digital scale. No long-term commitments required. Just head on over to stamps.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner, and enter the code EAO2020. That's EAO2020. Stamps.com, click on the microphone and enter EAO2020. Earlier this year, uh, often mocked for some reason, probably because it has to do with Trump, even though it's actually pretty important. New branch of the military, Space Force, even though the Space Force has the existed. The Space Force? The Space Force has existed since the 60s, right? Okay, people Bruh. don't like to understand that. It's just been now privatized and actually integrated into its own branch before it was part of the Air Force, but it still existed. So people don't think that Trump's crazy and just came up with space armies for no reason. And I'm after this story, I'm going to go into a different one to tell you exactly why we need the Space Force. So the Space Force has has revealed uh, their official logo. It looks pretty badass. It's like a silver edged Delta logo. Just just Google it. You'll you'll be able to see it. Um, and a motto that goes with it, which is Semper Supra, which literally translates to always above. So. To be clear, right, the, the image was originally revealed in January and a lot of people were joking about it because it looked quite a bit like the Starfleet's logo, um, but it is actually the seal for the Space Force branch of the military. And in a series of tweets, they actually went in to explain the various elements of the logo. Um, it's nothing crazy, like it's nothing cryptic, but it's still nice to know that you know for example the like the color chrome the the color white is there for a reason and not just because it looks cool like ooh pretty spaceship you know um they said like the silver border of the skyward pointing delta shape uh quote signifies defense and protection from all adversaries and threats emanating from the space domain so a lot of people don't understand what the space force is and let me let me educate you real quick all right the Space Force is not an army of astronauts with guns who are looking to do some Star Trek, Star Wars style battle in space. That's not what this is about, okay? This is specifically because it has anything to do with our assets in space. Now, I agree. We don't have claimed land in space because there is no land in space and nobody is living in space. Maybe once humans start colonizing Mars, Space Force is going to be a little bit different because, you know, who owns Mars? Who, who, whoever gets there first? Or do we split do. it up to different countries? Shut up, Colby. Do we split <laughs> it up to different countries? Whatever. But right now, okay, this is focused on our satellites. It's focused on attacks that come from space to the surface, from the surface to the space, or from space to another space device, whatever you want to call it. Usually it's satellites, but it could be the space station, anything like that. So, the the fact that the motto is always above, to me, is constructed as something that's, I think it could be, it could go two ways, all right? I, I want to know your opinion on this. Sem so, Semper Supra, meaning always above, I think it could either be reassuring, or it could be very menacing, depending on which end of the Space Force you've got pointing at you. Because um, it does represent this I this ideology of you know establishing, maintaining, and preserving U.S. presence in space, and of course, to a soldier on the ground, it's nice to think that you know you're gonna have operational support from 
the always above space force you know that's the always above for others if it says always above it might seem like something sketchy like spy satellites or orbital lasers or what some weird sci-fi shit like that either way Thanks to mind i can't remember what the book was it was a book by i don't know if it was a government official or someone who worked in that field and they i guess the government had created a satellite thing similar mm-hmm. and was trying to use it to do just that um i can't i genuinely can't remember the book i can picture it exactly where it is on the bookshelf but i remember it being really creepy because not a whole lot of people really understood what it was no it's at a bookstore damn it i just remember <laughs> pulling it off the shelf and looking at it because it yeah. was interesting and that the story behind it was really kind of creepy because the guy was like like i remember being a part of this but not a lot of people really know about it because it's kind of supposed to be a little sketch Um, and I feel like with this I feel like the same thing could happen well yeah it could be a really great thing I think it's a double edged sword because with safety becomes a privacy breach right absolutely and with a privacy breach comes safety but I think we talked about this before like where do you draw the line in that case, like mm-hmm. with the end-to-end encryption and the government wanting to get rid of that, um, yeah, it really to make things safer, but at the same time, it's a little bit. Yeah, I, I just know either either way, um, whether things get more tight, more restrictions, or are looser, we're going to be seeing a lot more of the space force in the next few years as it matures into its own privately established branch. Um, especially because of this next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is, I don't know if anyone's seen this, um, but basically earlier this week, uh, Russia decided to test satellite destroying technology in space. Now, this claim comes from U.S. Space Command, so from Space Force specifically, and the Department of Defense, so it's not confirmed, but the Department of Defense believes that Russia may have tested out a new tech in space that could be used to destroy other satellites that are already in orbit. Um, Now, this particular test didn't destroy anything, but a lot of military officials are worried that it could be used to target U.S. satellites in the future. And this is the type of thing that we're talking about when why Space Force is actually a important thing like it sounds like a joke space force it sounds like a video game but realistically air force it's the same thing it's because it's protecting our assets in the air space force protects our assets in space that's just what it's called it's called space i don't know what to tell people so earlier this week a russian satellite called uh cosmos 2543 released an unknown object into orbit and according to the u.s space command uh which is responsible for tracking all objects currently in orbit. The satellite released this mysterious object near another Russian satellite. And though no pieces came into contact with one another, um, at the time of the test, the actual Russian Defense Ministry admitted that this satellite, Cosmos 2543, was going to come close to a target satellite to do an inspection. But satellite trackers here in the U.S. took notice of a new object appearing around the time that that inspection actually took place and that's when they started to get a little bit worried 
that the probe itself has gone beyond inspecting other Russian satellites, but it was actually being deployed um, with different devices that could be used to potentially take out U.S. satellites, which is scary because some of these satellites are what keep other countries in check. Now, obviously it's not the U.S.'s job to babysit, but it is nice to know that we have satellites going and looking into certain areas of, say, Russia or North Korea, where it's very high-risk areas and where relationships haven't been that great in the past. And to know that there's a bit of an insurance policy there, you know, not like a literal gun to their head, but basically like, hey, we can see you, we know what you're doing, uh, chill out or there's going to be a problem. And if... Russia is somehow able to take out those satellites, it can only be for malicious purposes. There is no other reason. Um, they can claim that it's a violation of, of Russian privacy, anything like that, but with the way that this is actually established, I don't think that's the case. I don't know. I just think that there, there's weird behavior going on. U.S. officials, you know, uh, General Raymond, uh, who's the commander of U.S. Space Command right now, um, or the chief of space operations, I think they call it, for the U.S. Space Force. It, he's he's sketched out, and I think it has the potential to create a very dangerous situation in, in the, the space above our planet. And it's even scarier that not only has Russia not said anything about it, they haven't even denied it, which is unfortunate. You good? Yeah, I mean, I mean like, you're right. Like, that, that really does prove that you know, like we need the space force, mm -hmm. you know, like we need this entity, like protecting our assets because like, you know, like our enemies, you know, like people like Russia, like people like Russia. Yeah, exactly. John Russia, CEO of Russia, <laughs> Anna, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're going to do what they can to like, to, right. to like, I mean, like, I, I don't mean to like sound like a, like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but like, like in in yeah. war, you know, like enemies well, are going to do what there, they can. Before you go there, going back to what you just said, you know, Dave Chappelle said it best. Um, calling someone crazy is the absolute worst thing that you can do. Just because you don't understand them or what they see or what they're thinking, you just dismiss them as crazy. That's stupid. That's not how that works. And that actually is going to go into the next thing I want to talk about, anyways. But yes, continue. Um. Okay. What was I saying? Uh. No. Yeah. Like I think that like. If we ever go to war with, like, say, Russia, we're going to need this program to, like, stop them from, you know, like, taking down U.S. satellites. And, you know, if we eventually do, like, move off into the stars, we're definitely going to need this because, you know, like, combat is, I feel like, eventually going to move into space. Like, I, yeah, I, I know that this sounds like, like, like some sci-fi nonsense, but it's going to happen. I, I mean, like, we... we like we back in like the 1700s the 1800s like fighting in the air like people thought oh, that, no no it's not gonna happen no yeah and so like I, I i think that like you know going to space you know like that's going to be the inevitable like next step for like war right. between countries it really is and I mean, obviously, like I would, I would like for that not to happen. You know, I, I'm very much a pacifist, but I, I think it's it's inevitable. Like it's going to happen, and because of that, we need something like the space force. Right. I mean, but like at, at least like preemptively, like built up. Yeah. Even well, because in April 2019, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
U.S. Space Command confirms that Russia had conducted a test of ground-based missile systems that were designed to take out satellites in space. So launching rockets that were aimed at satellites. Um, mm -hmm. You know, General Raymond, who I mentioned earlier, he obviously condemned the test right away. Um, and Russia never replied to it. And now with this most recent test, uh, U.S. Space Command is 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 they're they're kind of warning Russia. They're basically hinting that the U.S. might respond to this type of aggressive behavior with aggressive behavior if it comes down to it. Um, I, his, the, the exact quote here is: "The United States, in coordination with our allies, is ready and committed to deterring aggression and defending the nation, our allies, and vital U.S. interests from hostile acts in space." So we're home more than usual these days, but it still might be hard to keep a close eye on things. More deliveries means more boxes left unattended and more opportunities for packages to go missing. Um, thankfully, there's Ring.com. And actually, personally, I have had two separate friends, well, one friend and a family member, who have had their mailboxes and front porches robbed in recent weeks. But because of Ring, because Ring was there, they were able to give that cloud footage directly to police who were able to track down the people who were caught stealing. Uh, and Ring is on a mission to make neighborhoods safer in that sense. So their home security products are designed to give you peace of mind around the clock. You have video doorbells and security cameras, as well as smart security lighting and alarm systems. Ring has everything you need to make sure your family and belongings are safe and secure anytime, anywhere. With the all-new Ring Video Doorbell 3, you can keep an even closer eye on things than ever before with the video protection at every corner. Video doorbells let you answer the door and keep an eye on your doorstep at all times, including chatting with delivery professionals or anyone that comes up to your doors. Uh, and you can keep an eye on things from your mobile device at any time just using the Ring app. Smart security lighting... Uh, lightning. Smart security lighting is also a new thing that Ring has introduced where it will light up those blind spots at night to ensure that you can get from your car to your front door safely. You can get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit when you go to ring.com EAO. Uh, and this kit includes the Ring Video Doorbell 3 and the Smart Chime. Uh, I personally rely on it in my home, and I think you should too. I think it's great. Uh, I'm able to be using my Amazon Fire Stick, and I can say, Hey, Alexa, show me the front door. I can see the front door. I can see what's out there. I've caught a few bears sniffing around my car a few times. That was pretty scary, uh, especially because I live in a city, and there shouldn't be bears, but whatever. Uh, anyways, ring.com slash EAO. Definitely check them out. It's 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 pretty it's pretty great it's pretty good so the last thing that i wanted to talk about today going along with what colby said about crazy conspiracy theorists and all that who here is familiar with kanye west mm. i've never yeah. heard of him <laughs> right <laughs> so kanye west uh supposedly that's, that's ran Kim's husband, right that's kim's husband. yes that's <laughs> It's Kim Kardashian West's husband. You got it, Colby. So Kanye West was supposedly running for president. Now, in my opinion, I don't think he was ever truly running. I think it was a publicity stunt for his new album that was supposed to come out today, but unfortunately it was postponed because he was recording a music video on his ranch instead. Um, and no, not the same ranch that Dr. Phil uses before anyone asks. So Kanye has been going through some shit. Um... I just want to play a few clips from his political rally the other night for those that didn't hear it. That, quiet, 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 quiet. I'm not trying to quiet your voices, actually. So I don't want to say that in an improper way. I just haven't had the time to word it in the most elegant way possible. So, so that's a Stephen move. When Harriet Tubman 
Well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. Y'all, we leave it right now. <laughs> she said she was Obviously, Kanye was going through some shit. Um, mm-hmm. He was obviously having... So, okay, there's no secret that his behavior has been erratic ever since he announced that 2020 presidential bid earlier this month. Um, but we also know, and he has said this himself, Kanye West has a bipolar disorder. He's diagnosed. Um, and even Kim Kardashian herself... You know, she made a statement earlier this week asking fans for compassion and acknowledging that they're going through a complicated and painful situation. So, after that rally last night, uh, Kim Kardashian and Chris Kardashian, who is Kim's mother, had a doctor go see Kanye West. Because right now, Kanye is living on his own and in his ranch right now. And I believe Wyoming, well, the rest of his family is in L.A. because he's working on music and he likes to be alone, which is completely fair. They sent out a doctor who had a long, extensive interview with Kanye. And he, the doctor ended up saying, uh, I don't believe Kanye needs to be hospitalized at this time. It is evident that the man needs help in some way. Um, but I do think that there has been enough communication Uh, both in the past few days and weeks prior between Kanye and his family that they are concerned about him. But at the same time, 
it's really hard when you have someone who is suffering from mental illness and they're not a minor because the only person that can truly get them help is themselves. Now, part of me feels a little bit, you know, it feels like gross to say this, but if Kanye got the help he needed to live a more comfortable life and to live a life that's quote unquote normal and have a normal mental state, I don't think Kanye West would ever be the same person again in the sense that he's gone down this path where I I have said it before and you know thousands of people say it Kanye West is easily one of the greatest musical talents there has ever been in far as far as sense of production um lyricism making everything himself um, he is admirable. He's an inspiration for huge Grammy award-winning artists. He's Grammy award-winning himself. And just, I want you to listen to the man that you just heard in that political rally. And then I want you to listen. Don't worry, I already got it cleared. It's not copyright. I want you to listen to some of this music that he has put out. And just... Just think about the fact that this is someone going through a manic episode, but is still able to put out music like this. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music No one man should have all that power The clock's ticking, I just count the hours Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power The system broken, the school's closed, the prison's open We ain't got nothing to And I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong You've been putting up with much, it's just way too long I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have a toast Let's have a toast for the douchebags Let's have a toast for the Let's have a toast for the scumbags Every one of them that I know Let's have a toast for the jerk Gotta never take work off Baby, I got a plan Run away fast as you can Okay, so that for, just, just for the record, that second song there, Run Away, is my favorite song of all time. But it's evident that he has some type of musical talent. And I feel like it, it's like that a lot with people that suffer mental illness. I don't... I mean, obviously, I'm not going to claim to be some psychologist, psychiatrist, bullshit like that, but... Doesn't it seem like, wouldn't it be plausible that if your brain, certain aspects of your brain aren't working properly, that other aspects of your brain might work tenfold? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, I get what you're saying. Definitely. Just the fact I that guess. This, this man is bipolar and going through these manic episodes and obviously he's he goes through these periods where he doesn't remember writing the music he writes and shit like that, but he still does it and he still has this production quality that it's 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 just like such a the actual 
process he goes through for producing his music is just something that has inspired at least two generations now of artists. And there are plenty of artists like uh, the um, plenty of artists like actual other hip hop artists like Logic, but there's also also artists like um, you know alt rock artists like Panic of the Disco and Twenty One Pilots who have cited Kanye West production style as inspiration for their own. And I don't. It's just so crazy to me that he has such this large impact, but evidently he's not a mentally stable human being. And I feel like yeah, go ahead. I feel like Kanye is like the perfect example of somebody who truly finds like music or like art in general as like a form of escape for himself. And it's probably like his biggest coping mechanism. And it could also be one of his only coping mechanisms. Definitely. And I feel like because he felt like whenever he falls into like these episodes or something's happening in his life his brain takes over and he's like this is what i'm good at this is what feels good and he just does it and it's crazy because i feel like there really aren't that many people that truly like i feel like most people are like that are artists are like yeah like art is my escape but i feel like there aren't that many people that art is like their escape in every way shape and form or Mm -hmm. as deeply as it is for him you know yeah, I mean, he definitely doesn't. He doesn't follow formulas. He sets those formulas, and he doesn't make music. Like he, he's the type of person that I'm, I'm sure cares about his fans in some capacity. I mean, obviously, you have people like I'm just gonna because I already mentioned him, like Logic, who truly do care about their fans in every shape and form, and they're very connected to their fan base. Um, but Kanye. I, Kanye makes music for Kanye, realistically, and it just happens to be super successful, and he thrives on that. But you can hear it in every single song, in every single lyric, that these are... The first album that I felt made things that made it more like a message for the world was Jesus is King. And I felt it did a great job of spreading ideas that, while based in religion... Don't shove religion down your throat because it wasn't meant to share Christianity with people. It was meant to share messages with people that Kanye happened to come up with and happened to feel himself and find himself through Christianity. And it was his own journey that led him to these statements, you know, not like Christian rock and that sort of thing where it's like actually spreading the Bible and shit like that. But before that, I feel like every single project was to himself and it was for himself. And there was never a time where I felt like he was trying to share a message. And a lot of people gave him shit for that. They're like, hey, you're in a position of power where you should be spreading messages and spreading lessons that people need to hear. And Kanye said, no, screw all that. This is my music and I make it for myself. And this is this is how I feel. And this is me explaining explaining my ideas and if other people want to listen in and try and understand my mental my my mind understand my thought process then go right ahead but this is my music that's that's why my name is on the album that's why it says kanye west and not the rest of the world those were his exact words which is it's it, it sounds crazy but it makes sense and even kim kardashian herself said that he's a brilliant but complicated person um 
and the guy's been through a lot besides just mental illness. I mean, recently he lost his mother. Um, they they went through. Uh, I believe they lost a child at one point. You know, pre premature. Um, so the actual the actual thing that Kim Kardashian said. Now keep in mind. There are so many sources that are saying Kim Kardashian and Kanye are about to get divorced, and they've been considering a divorce since 2018. Take that as you will. I'm not going to get into that whole drama. But she said, living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas, no matter how big or unobtainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius, and as we have all witnessed, many of his dreams have come true. We as a society talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we should also give it to the individuals who are living with it in times when they need it the most. And I can't stand the Kardashians, but I don't think I have ever had any more respect for Kim Kardashian as a person than reading that statement right there. Because it is something that so many people do is either glorify mental illness or use it as an excuse or they just they they dismiss mentally ill people as crazy or they dismiss them as oh you don't really mean that you're mentally ill and here you have one of the definitely one of the greatest artists of our generation possibly of all time who is experiencing those things yet he's still able to achieve his dreams and he's able to fight through that and use his mental illness you know unlike some people who use mental illness as a weapon against others he uses it as a tool for himself and i think that's just something extremely admirable um i feel like kanye west like whenever i think about music or at least considering that i don't like make music you know how there's like this huge stereotype of like I don't know, like, oh, like, the producers want them to, like, have this sound. Or it's always, like, even though it's, like, genuine, it's, like, really marketed. Mm -hmm. I've never got that feeling from any of his stuff that it was, like, a marketed, like, image or brand that was, like, produced by, like, bored people. I don't think that anything about him relates to that. And I feel like that's really unique because... Especially for an artist Even, of his size. Yeah, I feel like... that commercialization. I feel like even though his music is, like, sort of, like, really popular in the way of, like, a lot of people like it, a lot of people find it as, like, just, like, really good music, mm-hmm. I feel like that just happens to be a coincidence as to, like, what he specifically wants at that time. I feel like he just happens to, like the music that he makes in order to like feel better about himself just happens to be like so relatable or so like like inspirational for people and i also feel like the the specific element that he doesn't market his music or it's not made from like like it's he doesn't make music to like make money like he could stop making music and be fine like financially but i feel like that element also can enhance like the relatability being like i know this isn't like to sell me a ticket at a stadium and i know that this isn't to make me like like gush over them because they're like a cool like whatever definitely go check out uh kanye's new album once it releases supposed to come out tomorrow afternoon it's called Donda with Child, uh, named after his mother. Um, I'm excited to hear it, 
and I'm definitely gonna, you know, I've always listened to Kanye projects with an open mind about what he was going through. Um, but definitely the fact that he's been working on this, um, entire album over the course of a week, um, it's definitely something to be sensible of. But either way, that is everything I had. So thank you for joining us tonight on everything at once. Make sure you go visit me over on Instagram for more information on upcoming events and shows, uh, where the EAO torch is going next, uh, next week. Like I said earlier, we're going to have Rod the planter on. Um, I also have some events set up with Michael Knowles, uh, lost in Vegas, uh, winter havens, all sorts of cool people. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, also have an interview coming up with Matthew Ferreira, who is a cybersecurity specialist. I think that's going to be really fun. Either way, if you have any ideas or there's something that you guys want to see, just go ahead and send me a DM. I've got a few about financially and stock market oriented episodes that I'm currently working on in the background. Not sure how we're going to do that just yet. Either way, send me your ideas. Let us know what you enjoyed. Just remember to stay safe, wear a mask, or just stay home. Just live your best life. Good night, everybody.